another day, another dollar. Here on this fine Wednesday, you have the Khan sisters, Tanya and Natasha, and today we'll be talking about rejection, dating, and the beauty of failure, and how much it inherently sucks. It hurts, it humbles you, and then you heal. And you know what? We're here for the journey. This is episode four. Oh my god, we've gotten so much feedback from so many different people. At first, when we first launched our first episode, I was like, alright, no feedback for at least like six hours, because I was just done. Like, we worked straight through our birthday, we recorded, we were obviously more like awkward doing it because we didn't know what the hell a podcast was or how to record, and now all of a sudden- No, no, but don't get us wrong, we're all about feedback, it's just that the way I can handle it at certain times is what matters more. It's like we got so much feedback from so many different people and it was good and there was like room for growth, obviously like room for improvement, but it's like we're just going to figure out now. We just kind of like figured we're going to do us. We're just going to keep it as authentic and real and just try to make this as candid as our own personalities because if you know us, you guys know we're clowns. Like we're literal like just like we're just your neighborhood clowns. Like we are here. Like the concept's a circus. That's what the concept is. Like Like, it's nothing more than that. We'll go from Hasan Minaj to Gandhi in three seconds. And if you know us, like, that's just our MO. Like, it's who we are at the end of the day. It's who you guys will get to know. And, you know, I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm mad. I'm basically eating this microphone. And it just keeps telling me that I'm not loud enough. I'm not clear enough. And I'm not cool enough to do the pod. The prima donnas are coming out. It's episode four. We've had Welcome. to make her record this four times. <laughs> I'm not joking. She's loud all day. And when the time comes for her to be loud, Tana she can't so, speak up into her mic. Tana's so goddamn rude. She wears noise-canceling headphones all day long. A creepy van comes and all of a sudden the earpods, AirPods come off and she's like, yo, are you good? EarPods 2020. <laughs> I hate you. And essentially she just is like yelling at me all day ironic yelling at me to lower my voice and then the time comes to record the pod do you like guys like the name in the pod and i'm out here being shunned that i need to do this and be softer so god knows i'll never tell this girl to speak up and the fact that i'm asking her to speak louder but she doesn't do it at the right time this is literally our fifth, fourth, fifth take. I don't even know at this point, but it's like 11 p.m. And we're just trying to get this done. You know, the mental health has been struggling as I'm not sure anyone else's has, but mine for sure has. And something else that I'm actually really mad about is that I was, I was like thinking about it. And right when the pe- first pandemic, I guess this is the same pandemic, but wave one, back in March, I was like, I saw this photo or this article or something along those lines and it was saying how like isaac newton like back in whatever year was how he was very i think yeah but i'm mad because he was 23 and this man was like a student in trinity college in cambridge and he managed to go out and just be so successful at 23 and i know like he helped develop calculus and everything that he did and he effectively solved so many different problems. But, like, bro, I'm 24. What kind of pressure are you putting on people during a pandemic? I find it disrespectful. I find it hurtful. And I find it wrong. And I'm angry. 
it's so crazy because we've been trying to figure out the structure of these episodes and I think we're really just going to start choosing a topic and then jumping into it the best we can. That's going to be our concept for the episode. But it's something funny that I see every single day when I open my laptop and it's something to kind of keep me going, like that daily dose of inspiration. And it's on my laptop. It's this Chrome extension that is it has like a nice background it says good morning Tanya you know like I have a little butler in my computer and it also has a quote on the bottom and it's pretty cool because every single day like whether it's cheesy or not you know like maybe I'm a cheese ball sometimes maybe I'm not like sometimes being cheesy just like it just grosses me out and then sometimes I'm like yeah like I really needed that that like felt good for the soul but it basically was this quote today and what it said it was something about failure and it was something about loss And I think it's something along the lines of, you know, it's better to have love and loss than to never have loved at all. And that really got me thinking about like experiences and different things and how different endings can bring out different regrets in people. And as much as I try my best, like I'm always someone who constantly will say, oh, like I will never live my life in regrets or that's always the goal, right? Never have any regrets and everything that happened needed to happen exactly the way it happened. But it's obviously like there's obviously going to be a lot of times where it's easier said than done, right? Like you feel this way and you say these things to yourself. But when you actually go through the event or the experience, you're just like, well, shit, like that really happened. And you know, like here in California, we're in the second wave of this lockdown. And obviously, we've had a lot of downtime during this pandemic. And you know, being alone with your own mind is like kind of a crazy thing for me. Like my mind can be like a crazy bastard sometimes like, you know, all these thoughts going in through the other like, even talking for this podcast, I've definitely had to slow myself down. Because if you've ever met me in person, you'll know that I talk at the speed of light. And I guess that's just like what I've always done. So I definitely try to slow down for this episode and just in general in all these episodes. But I was just thinking and with this whole pandemic, so much has come down that a lot of our our free time has opened up and you stop the hustle bustle that life brings to you. And you start to think about different things. And it's basically called processing, right? Different events you went through, different things you've been through. And even my therapist And I think it's healthy for everyone to have a therapist, by the way, just to put that out there. But even my therapist, we were talking about this idea of processing things this week. And she had told me, I was like, why am I feeling this way? Or why am I thinking about these things from the past? Like, you know, that was so long ago. I really, it doesn't bother me anymore, but they're still coming up with my thoughts. And she said to me, it's because everyone is always on this constant flow of motion and go, go, go. And, you know, most people that are probably listening to this are in their 20s and they're, you know, going through the motions of life and they're trying to get to where they want to go to and they're following their dreams or they're just trying to survive or whatever it is. We don't ever stop to really think about what is happening or why it happened and to reflect. And she tells me that's what processing is. And I was kind of being a smart ass with her. And I'm like, yeah, well, what's processing? Like, what does that really even mean? And she's like, it takes a second to really sit down with yourself and look at an experience from a perspective that's outside of your own and really see that maybe, you know, maybe it's a breakup you're going through. Maybe it's a lost friend you had. Maybe it was a bad work experience and understand why it happened. And in understanding that you feel these emotions and you can either let it go or you can just get some more clarity around it. And something that I definitely like had to overcome a lot of is that I realized just being alone and like I am single right now during this pandemic and all, but I wasn't when the pandemic started. 
in fact, like, I actually had never been in a relationship at all until I was 22 years old. And that's not super normal, I guess. Or maybe it is normal, but, like, around the people I was with, everybody was dating someone from 15, 16, 17, 18. And I was kind of that, like, lone bird who never really dated anyone. And I was okay with that. I mean, sometimes I'd be like, yeah, like, whatever. But I felt like I was always on this go, go, go. And I finally started dating someone when I was 22. And I ended it three months into a pandemic. And let me tell you, let me tell you guys, breakups suck in general. Like breakups are shitty in general. Like they suck. They're sad. They pull at your heartstrings. They're just heartbreaking, right? Then you add long distance on top of that. So now a long distance breakup, like, geez, like uncomfortable as hell. Like you just now like taken the uncomfiness of a breakup and you've doubled it down. Okay. All bad, all bad. And then you, if you want to triple that, like, you know, take a slice of the misery pie for a second, you had a pandemic on that. And doing it over a phone call almost makes it a thousand times worse. And it's so crazy because I never expected like this to unfold like this. And it did. And it was painful and it was hard. And it almost feels like you did something wrong and you failed in your life. Like whether it was intentional or you didn't do anything, it just feels like you failed. And you go through this and you realize that there's so much that you learn just going through these failures and you have to redefine them because they're not even really failures. It's almost like I couldn't like let go of this idea that I didn't do something perfectly or it didn't work out the way that I wanted to work out. And it took me a long time to realize that like re- like rejection in whatever form it is, is really just redirection. And it's so freaking hard to convince yourself when you're going through it. But I want to put this information out there. And typically I'm like a super psychotically crazy private person, but I've been seeing so many of my friends going through breakups and so many people I know just like breaking up in this pandemic where people have had more time to think. They've had more time to think about like their values, their priorities, like what really matters to them. And I've had so many different conversations with friends, with family, with, you know, with cousins. We got a lot of those running around too, like shout out to my ride or dies in general, just about what you really want in a relationship. And it seemed like so many people were dating in this like fast-paced world like before COVID happened and they were just dating to date almost and some people like didn't really know why some some of them were toxic like and it's so crazy because you go through these things and me being in my first relationship like I was like so crazy because I remember like I just think back to it and it's like wow I accepted so much shit that I just didn't need to accept and I used to get angry at myself and I'd be like wow why did I accept that like what is wrong with me and then I just have come to the term that Nothing is wrong with me, but it's in fact that like when you have nothing to compare something to, you can't really know better. And you're really just collecting this data because like every single date you go on or every single relationship you have, you're basically learning what you don't want. Like it's less about what you want because most people do know what they want, but it's also like understanding what you don't want in life and like in relationships. And that was like a hard thing for me to realize too, because it's taken such a long time for me to just come to that term that dude that happened exactly the way it needed to happen. And even though like, yeah, it hurt and all of that stuff happened, would you rather have never experienced any of it? Because, you know, as much as bad as there was, there were good moments too. But it comes back to that whole idea of loss. Like, would you rather not have the loss but never have the experience? Because at the end of the day, experiences are kind of like, I think of it like the circle of life really. And it's like, are you willing to have the goods with the downs, are you willing to have nothing? Because something that I was told by someone who I really respect is that nothing in life is free, right? 
And you can take that as philosophically as you want, as literally as you want, but nothing in life is free. And when the roller coaster goes up, you know, it's bound to come down. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Dude, I'm like the breakup Wait, I've- chancellor. Cancellor? What's the word I'm looking for? Wizard? Like, call me the freaking Dumbledore breakups for my friends. Because I just have the handbook on what to do for these poor lads who are just going through it. And I feel like even Tan mentioned so many people, and not just breakups, but friendships and a bunch of different stuff. But I'm going to specifically talk about breakups for a second. Because I have been on the silent end of all of these breakup calls. And oh my goodness. This has been really, really quite the experience of gathering data. And like speaking of gathering data too, it's Oh just yeah, like- you have to you this is so funny what <laughs> Nat- Natasha did. This is like hilarious that she did this. She is the silent like breakup counselor almost because it comes it comes with the comfort of having the trauma from the past that you kind of know what to do when you're at a low point. But um, she's been on every like FaceTime call silently, like just giving <laughs> advice. Like, you know, you got to have your girl gang with you. It's so funny. So many of my friends have had like four, five, six people on their literal breakup call. Obviously, you know, the poor chap would never know. But she's been there and so is all the friends in the circle. So it's kind of funny I mean, to see just, that. You just got to be there to support. Like we stand support. We stand being there. Like you got to do what you got to do. And if something's not working right you got you got to cut them loose you gotta cut them loose because at the end of the day it's gonna be hard but you gotta do it chief like you gotta move on you gotta figure it out tosh knows that we're all weak so (laughs) she's like i gotta be there weak it's more i wish you guys could see her face right now gentle little children that we need to guide in the right direction she's talking about hurting us like sheep there it is guys natasha khan in the flesh there it is everyone um so speaking of like even loss and dealing with these kind of tragedies which i guess it depends on your perspective because it can be tragedy i used to wish that I even had or could experience like fire friendships like I always wanted that like those people that you could just call that were your ride or dies and no matter what is going on in your life you just know that you can update each other and be there and I didn't have that growing up so you best believe I was pining for that and also even in relationships it's like you are, you're always at a point where the grass is greener on the other side, right? And it's like, oh, I wish I had this or I wish I or I wish I had something more or I wish this, right? But then when you have that certain thing you want, it's like, oh, shoot, like I wish it didn't have to end like this or I wish it could have been better or I wish it could be more fun. Because you're talking to people who have been rejected from jobs, rejected from friendships, like rejection just it's so it comes and it hits you hard every time it does, right? Like looking for your place in life, like that's the form of rejection, like from so many different things from classes, like I failed a class before, had to retake it, like engineering computer science man let me tell you that's not too cute and the craziest thing about rejection too is that i even read this book called rejection proof it's by jia jiang i believe is how you pronounce his name and it's interesting because he's from silicon valley too yeah he and he has this crazy book that it's like it's just so interesting to read about the psychology behind rejection and how people some people say you know you get rejected from a job you get rejected by a girl you get rejected by you know x y and z there's so many possibilities of rejection in the world and that get over it right like you give someone your number and they don't text you rejection right like that sucks like no one wants it that's like a shitty feeling right or like you go you go to dinner with someone and it just doesn't work out like that sucks like you know like you know there's so many different types of rejection on the world but 
in this book, he actually goes to explain, he goes on this rejection challenge almost. So he films every single type of rejection you could possibly have. And he even talks about the science behind it. So apparently back in the day, actually, when What's you were rejected, day? I don't know, like many, many years ago, Tosh, um, when you were rejected, you were basically removed from this social circle you were in. And back when, you know, cavemen used to wander, you would be removed from your protection almost. Like you're no longer in a pack of people and now you're vulnerable to attack. You're more susceptible to die. And at that point is why rejection isn't just a process of getting over it, but it's actually something chemical that goes in your brain that actually makes you feel pain and makes you feel like your body is going into survival mode. Obviously, so many years of evolution has brought us to when you get rejected, you're not going to actually be eaten by, you know, a Siberian toothed tiger, you'll probably be chilling, but your brain still thinks that you're in danger now. And that's why rejection actually sucks. It's not always as simple as, oh, let it go, move on, you know, it's not always keep moving forward. It's a process in your brain. I actually really like this book because it's way more fun to read about other people's rejection and how they handle it. Because dealing with your own, just like, you know, it's not always the, it's not always the most entertaining thing in the world to do. So reading his book even, like, you should definitely check it out. It really, like, shaped the way I view rejection. And obviously, I'm a human being. There's only so much rejection one person can take without, you know, hitting the, hitting the ground. But it really, really helps you understand that, like, the, if you can learn to overcome rejection in the face of different things and understand that not all rejection is what you perceive to be rejection and the different like reasons why it's really cool and the way he even formatted his book wasn't like oh yeah this is rejection and like this is what we need to do and like this is how you take it it was more of his own journey and how he actually dealt with it and like what the story it was a story basically and his story is so freaking cool and it ends up with him basically like wait don't give don't let's not give spoilers let's let them read it i feel like it's a good read for you guys to check out okay yeah no most definitely so if you read rejection proof Jang, great guy follow him on twitter shadow Jang. so we all know tosh loves a good challenge dude i like human behavior challenge if it happens to intertwine well that's just a fun little story to tell and I believe that your net worth is your network. And I truly think that's interesting. And so I used to, I, when I worked, I did product management for a little bit. And if you ever ask a PM, which is the abbreviation for product management, what they do, they have no idea what the hell they do. And God knows what anyone does these days. But it's like you're juggling balls that are on fire and also trying to put them out at the same like, time. A test for you guys is to ask any product manager from any company what they do. And I, they have like no one has any idea what they're doing, frankly. But one thing they're really good at is organization and data collection. So me being me, I was like, OK, we have people are there's so many different ways to meet people these days. Right. And <laughs> um, I was like, OK, like dating apps are a thing like hinge all these different types of apps you have to utilize and like meet people right and i don't know why but i just like looked at it as the challenge i was like oh i want to network on these apps and like meet some dope people and like manifest like whatever tosh really out here on dating apps networking <laughs> yeah i just wanted to look at it as a challenge right so i first when i first started it was like more of just like yo i want to make friends i want to meet cool people and I was already meeting pretty cool people, but I wanted to see like how many of my different like platforms I could utilize to do that. And I went on Hinge and I started like just making friends with people. Like, that's... do you guys know what Hinge is? Are you guys familiar? It's do you, just do you like think a people social... know what that is? Probably. I feel like they should. It's a 
what is it? Is like a dating app? Okay, I guess? let's rank the dating apps, right? So I think Hinge is superior to all of them. Hinge is definitely at the top, and then it goes like Bumble, and then it goes Tinder, which just is kind of like crusty. And then there's ones like Coffee Meets Bagel and like The League, which like is just like it gets too overcomplicated. They'll mail if you're this, you're brown. Like it didn't work out for me. like not like this was guys. This was merely a test. Right? Data so, collection at its finest, if you will. Yeah, I was doing an experiment to see what was going on in the world of other people. And so I'm meeting people. I'm setting, like, certain criteria, like, for, like, what I want to do or not do, right? And Serial dating, some call it. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> Woof, this was a headache, guys. Like, I, like, was so mentally drained after all of this that I was like, yo. And then the pandemic hit. And unfortunately, a... Uh, Wait, when was this? When were you doing this again? Back earlier in the year. And I was like, okay, I went on, I think, I would say up to 15 different dates. And it was literally as networking, right? And some of the people were actually still my friends. So shout out you guys. But, um... I wanted I'm, like, to looking at her, and I'm, like, who? <laughs> I wanted to see what were the different, like, similarities between each person of how they perceive me and, like, the different situations, right? And, like, I made a freaking spreadsheet and, like, just, like, wrote, like, the numbers. It wasn't even named. It was just numbers and different things I found in common of people, right? <laughs> so, okay. This is iconic. Them, this I is went, so funny. One of the dates that I went on was just so bad, like, so bad. That what, I was wait, just, what'd you do? What happened? We went to the California Academy of Sciences, and it just, like, was not it. And I was basically, like, told that I need to – I was giving a, like, upbeat talk, you know, or something like that. <laughs> you know TED Talks with Tosh. She's a passionate one. Dude, this if one. you're getting a TED Talk with Tosh for free, like, you're fucking lucky. Like, don't even. And so, anyways, that just, like, wasn't the vibe at all. And just, like, you could tell. I literally left that early, and I was like, I gotta go. Yeah, if someone also just doesn't allow you to be you and makes you feel, like, any kind of way other than amazing about how or who you are – like sayonara like you gotta go and also academy of arts has so much potential to be such a fire day too yeah i should have gone alone (laughs) i should have gone alone i would have really enjoyed it honestly but this time i did not anyway and i was coming from a work thing too in oakland and i literally was like tired i was excited but then it ended up like calling tom on the way home was like yo this was not it bro and she called me i remember this call still and she called me and i think i was out of town traveling for work and she just was like yo i am done with this data collection like the data collection pm nerd retired she put the stick down but i got but i got my data i would never leave the experiment without gathering the data and something that just like makes me sad to say and i just wish it i wish it wasn't so but like (laughs) got the people that at least from my data collection which i don't even like understand like what demographic it would be in really but they all thought i was a moron like and granted like todd might think so too but literally like if you have a certain i guess look about yourself or whatever it may be they literally are like shocked that you can number one hold a conversation they all were because they all told me and i asked them i would be like 
what was your first impression based off nothing? What was your first impression based off meeting me? And, like, what's your impression, like, at the end of it, right? She got to ask the questions. She has a spreadsheet. She get, the spreadsheet isn't going to fill itself out. Yeah, the hard-hitting questions have got to be asked. And so I asked them, and they all, like, basically, like, were, like, shocked that I could hold a conversation. Like, bro, I have a podcast. Like, of course I can hold a conversation. I hope you can hold a conversation. <laughs> like, we hope. We, I hope I can. And... It was just, like, so incredible to see, like, the shock on their faces, like, as, I, like, it wasn't even the way I carried myself, but it was, they would then explain how they've met people that just would literally just stare at them and not speak or hold conversation. Like, bro, like, it takes two to tango. Like, that's, like, it mostly. And it was just crazy to me. And after that experiment, I was so mentally, like, yo, like, going on dates with people, like, who you meet, and, like, some are good, some are and eh, like, some are just, like, really not worth it at all. Like, it was just... It was draining, and then the pandemic hit, and then I could really focus on my mental health because, like, it was not doing great. This kind of... Okay, so talking about all this all and jokes aside, even, like, kind of what Tan said earlier about relationships and if it doesn't work out, whether it was your fault or their fault or whatever perspective you have, and to each their own, it kind of... I feel like you can associate... If something doesn't work out, whether it's a job, a date, a friendship, whatever it may be, it feels like failure and it and it sucks, honestly, and it, and it feels like a form of rejection because at the end of the day, if something's not working out, then, oh, you failed. Like, okay. But honestly, a lot of experiences, and I say this a lot, is that you need to take the time to reflect and process what's going on and what happened and how you felt during it. Because for me, like I've experienced a lot of different things and I'm never ever able, at least myself, to process it while it's happening because I'm just like reacting to it as it goes on, right? And I'll know now to identify if there's a feeling in me that like is like, wow, like that made me feel like garbage. Like, okay, that wasn't great. Like, oh, that was dope. Like, I love that, right? But like only when I'm like actually taking the time to think about it and like look back, I'll be like, oh, wow, like that did not sit well with me. Like that sucked or didn't suck. And I think that's a big thing to do with rejection and failure because when you actually sit there and like look back at it and you realize that you'll learn what the lesson was. I have this rule actually before I go on that topic is that if it's the it's the five rule and if you're not going to or even you could apply it to a different number, whatever number you like, let's say one, one to five, choose a number, Tan, choose a number three. Okay, three, 23 gang gang. Um, No, this is just three. It's a great number still. And yeah, it's my lucky number. Actually. Okay, so if it's not if it's not going to re- matter in three years, five years, one year, we're going to go with three for the sake of Tom's number. And if it's not going to matter in three years, right? Take a second to ask yourself is like, how long do you want to dwell on it right now? So I typically and if I'm in a place to do this, right, and help a friend or someone, even myself, I wish I could take my own advice, but it's definitely much harder. If I'm in a place to be like, OK, this thing happened, didn't love it wasn't great feel feel like shit okay but take three minutes to feel those emotions if you can you can take more than three minutes (laughs) definitely take more than three i just meant like don't be so heated and angry about something that's not gonna matter in three years because think about where you are right now and look back three years like what i agree with that i definitely agree with that but also i think it does you do have to take the time to process it like it's not like just move past it saying don't take the time to process i'm just saying for little things like certain situations that happen that you were going to overthink and have anxiety about or whatever 
apply it to whatever you want whatever stresses you out it's circumstantial mm-hmm. to the person process your deep the deep stuff you have to i'm not saying just go on a freaking bender and don't do that like if you need to listen to ed sheeran and like you know let the tears flow do it but right but if it's like about like small things that like you just shouldn't give the time of the day to because it just truly like in the span of life doesn't matter then it doesn't matter and another like important and valuable lesson i've learned from failed relationships jobs like whatever it might be like my own path in life and is that you wait what was i gonna say okay i remember what i was gonna say is that while life is very serious and yeah it is there are serious things that happen every day that are happening in the world in our own atmosphere and environment to different people in the different parts of the world is that at the end of the day there's so many things that just aren't that serious like they just aren't so, like, if you're going to sit there and, like, make a rejection, right? If, like, pretend you asked someone for their number and they they were rude and said no, right? Or you applied for a job and you didn't get it. Right. Or the recruiter didn't reach back to you or something else happened. Yeah, these got- companies stay ghosting people. Like, it's hella rude. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you're also one of my fellow graduates of 2020 and you're looking for a job, hang in there because, yo, like, we're out here supporting you. Like, it's not easy. But anyways don't let those little things just like don't let they're not little but don't make them so serious for yourself where like you're giving yourself like heart palpitations or something like that because it's just not worth it like at the end of the day i promise you it's not worth it and it's not that serious someone like rejects you okay so what and that goes back to the whole like idea of the rejection proof which you should a thousand percent read because it it gives you such an eye-opening perspective on how people are rejected like how they respond to and everything we talked about earlier and it's like really beautiful to actually be able to navigate rejection in a healthy way because you become power like you become like thor like you're you can join the avengers i'll get you a flag or a shield or whatever you need but like you become really powerful if you could master that one act and so the takeaway is that you don't have to you don't have to feel bad for feeling bad about getting rejected because it's a natural process that everyone goes through, even like, you know, like I said, on a neurological level. But also, just because you get re- rejected, right, from this one path you're going on, let's say you have this goal and you want to get to point X, right? And you've tried like route A. Just because someone had like a door closed on route A doesn't mean you still can get to your destination. You just have to try a different way. Because there's this common misconception because I remember when I was growing up, if I wanted to do something and someone said no, I thought that was my reality. And I thought, oh, just because someone said I can't do something and obviously children are susceptible to like what everyone tells them. So I'd be like, oh, I can't do that until I started actually being like, all right, bet. Like when someone would say no to me, I'd be like, all right, bet, like watch me do it. And I would find another way because there's always another way to get where you want to go to. It just might not be the way you anticipated. So like expect the unexpected when you go through these things. Expect the unexpected and always be open to different possibilities because there's so much we don't know that we're just told and fed and assumed that people don't even see or have visibility to. Talking to this one guy and in at a meeting and he was telling me how the hardest thing anyone job anyone can do is sales because you're constantly facing rejection and you're constantly being told no 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 like and you're being like stepped on like an ant and like let me just tell you like don't let these don't let anyone and don't let any circumstance or situation don't let it break you because everyone out there and like i'm saying this personally is like you're so strong and when you're able to like look back and see why whatever happened was meant to be a lesson in your life and i like to make everything a lesson because it's way more fun that way i'm literally just life's short why not just when you're able to look back like don't let it break you because 
you are like you are you and that is such a unique power and i didn't understand or realize what that meant until very recently like literally this year because you have the ability to do things your way and your way can be just as great as like the best person in your in your category or industry so don't let that be like a, a waiver as a place or a place for you to be like okay i'm gonna give up on this or whatever that may be because just because someone hasn't done it before, I've said this before, doesn't mean you can't do it. Maybe you're the first of your kind and you're going to inspire other people to be doing that. Like it's just things are so unconventional these days and you can see that there's not – we're not following typical traditional paths anymore like no one is. Like I'm a marketing major who's working in like engineering company doing engineering work without a technical degree. Like how does that work? It just does. Or like, like everyone on their mother on TikTok is making a makeup brand, a freaking shoe brand. Like the the industry, like there's this thing we learned in um, when we were studying business is that – So in every market – there's a thing called barriers to entry and basically it describes like the different costs and obstacles that would prevent or help new competitors from entering that area or that industry and that business. You can literally make these days a Shopify account, make some marketing material, create your social media, put out a product within like days, like within days, like make a corporation, file your LLC, whatever your, whatever your, whatever your thing is. And you can do it. So like this is like a guide for someone else out there who we didn't even know this till very recently too. Is like if someone else can do it and is doing it, you have the power and ability to too. Don't let other people's thoughts and opinions guide you in that way. And don't let rejection be the force that stops you from doing what you're passionate about doing. And I think also just from our own unconventional path of moving around so much, you know, not having like a stable life per se, not following like the right curriculum, falling behind, getting ahead, you know, this back and forth constantly. I've landed where I've landed because I had to accept that my path wasn't traditional and as much as it sucked and I wish that it was more, you know, stagnant and I could understand it. It was like very clear cut until I trusted that, you know, things are just going to unfold how they're going to unfold and I have no control over that is when I actually started seeing like, wow, I ended up in the exact same place. I just took a different path there. And yeah, embrace the unknown. It's really, really fun. I mean, if you look at like our, our last president, like he was a reality TV star who then ended up, you know, went from firing people to still firing people, but becoming president of the United States. And God fired himself. Yeah. What a twist. What an irony. And then even the prime minister of Pakistan was actually a very famous cricket player. Like, you never know. Like, there's always different avenues. So just because you're going down this one path, you can always divert and go down a different path. It's not, nothing is clear cut. And just because you may come from a different background or have a different degree or have a different face or a different skin color doesn't mean you can't do X, Y, and Z that you want to do. Two marketing majors are now podcasters. God help us all. Yeah, seriously. Like, who knows? Like, watch what else we'll do next. We'll catch you next time. Sayonara and cheers to a beautiful life.